Mokin' a shell, mokin' a shell, boo. All right. Coming to you live from a little grass shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, it's the Junior Kikuwaba Junior Show, starring Junior Kikuwaba Junior. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bonhey Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Junior Kikuwaba Junior. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Junior Kiko Ever Junior. Oh, bad. You know, bad. Welcome to the podcast is all I can say because this, but the numbers keep going up and we gotta, bad. We gotta mahalo everybody. Uh, bad. This is, <laughs> this is not real, guys. Okay, so so this was not my idea. I gotta tell you guys, cause you know everybody tell me, oh, Junior, bro, you know you had a good idea when you made color posters for the entertainment industry, and then everybody would make color posters, everybody would copy you, right? So so, bro, it's been many times where we did stuff like that, you know. But this was not my idea, cause a lot of people go, oh, Junior, bro, you get the ideas. I'm like, well, this one wasn't mine. So <laughs> this one was Augie T's, bro. And uh, so Augs was the one, bro. He said, bro, you got to do a podcast, do a podcast. Okay, so anyway, we got to go and tell you guys who's listening, right? So the United States is listening. Well, not everybody, but yeah. So so we get United States, Ireland, Netherlands, United Kingdom, Canada, Ghana, Poland, Russia. Okay, Russia is brand new on the list, okay? And uh, we like to say, how's it to the Russians? And uh, South Africa, Israel, bro, all these guys listening, okay? Okay. Uh, and most of them come from Apple Podcasts. So the guys on Apple Podcasts make up 77%. And then we go Anchor, Spotify, we get Google, we get... Bah, it just goes down the line. So we got to start with gratitude and say mahalo to you guys. So thank you very much. We really appreciate you guys being here. And welcome to the podcast. So you know, bah, we, get the, we get the quarantines still going on, right? We get quarantines going on. But we get so many stuffs going on. Okay. And, and all these stuff that is going on, right? And most of the stuff that's going on is government stuff, right? And then we get elections coming up. So everybody's like, you know, well, you're on the red team, you're on the blue team, right? And then everybody's getting like, okay, so, so I, I, I get my TikTok account. We get like 44,000 people on top there, right? Then on Facebook, we get another, I don't know, 5,000. On the almost five thousand on my page, but then you know we get guys from all over the world that pop in, right? And they pop in on my Facebook because we make them public. Anybody can go on my Facebook and and they can make any kind. You know we we gotta ban them if if they do, but well, we don't care. You know what I mean? And so, but but we get all these social media guys, right? We get people on Twitter. We get a couple Twitter accounts. And we, you know, we get Instagram. Instagram, couple hundred people. We had sixteen thousand on Instagram, and then um, I was posting, bro. So I was posting, you know, cooking videos for the girls, right? And and sometimes, you know, the guys like cook too, right? But I was putting up girly kind of stuff. So one of them uh, was, couple of them was copyrighted, and I never know because it didn't say it was copyrighted. But when we put them up, they said, hey, they claim copyright. So they didn't kick us off. So they took away our 16,000 uh, person account. 
after that, we was like, nah, no need already Instagram. <laughs> no need already. We get, we have other businesses that are on Instagram. Okay, that, I, that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it right now, but uh, it involves uh, different, different kind of business, uh, different kind of things. So we get out of accounts, but the personal account, nah, we don't need. So we just, we just posting any kind on top there. We're just doing, you know, songs, stuff like that, uh, minor kind, any kind. But on the podcast, okay, so the podcast is a law of attraction podcast. But we, you know, we tell, I tell you guys stories about how the law of attraction work in my life. Okay. Cause, you know, a lot of people, they, you know, they're not, they're not interested in my life, right? But they go, how you did that? How you, how you even pull that off, uncle? How, how you even do this, uncle? How you, you know, the guys my age, they don't care cause they did them already, right? But the young guys, they're like, oh, uncle, how you, how you did on Waikiki show? How you got there? How you did this? How you did that? You know, so, so we try to share and, and try to tell you guys, that whether you think so or not, the law of attraction is working in your life. Whether you think so or not, right? And and whatever you're bringing into your life, okay? Now, let's say your focus is is food, okay? And then all of a sudden, people start showing up with, you know, different stuffs for you for chai. Like, hey, bro, here's some French toast for breakfast. Here's some fried rice. Sometimes you're not going to know, like, you're not going to be aware that this is the kind of stuff that you're bringing in your life. You're not going what you're going to think is that, oh, well, brother brought some French toast for breakfast. You see what I'm saying? So you got to really look. You got to take yourself outside the box. And you got to look from outside the box inside so you can see what's really going on in real time. Okay, Because when you're in it, when you're in something, when you're involved in something, it's very hard to take yourself outside the box and go look back in. Right? So I was thinking like, okay, what, what are we going to tell? Like, how are we going to tell these, you know, what, what story are we going to tell? And it's the law of attraction. Okay. So let me tell you about that checkers and pogo story. Okay. So this, I know you guys listening in the Netherlands, you guys going, who's checkers and pogo? Okay. Well, there was this TV show when I was a kid, checkers and pogo. And a lot of the, you know, the older guys, when you guys listen, you guys know if you guys from Hawaii. And and so the Checkers and Pogo show was a cartoon show and had these guys, Checkers and Pogo, actually, they, they wasn't a cartoon, but they used to show cartoons in the afternoon on this show, okay? And so I used to watch this show, and I go, wow, I would love to be on this show. They had one segment on top, you know, Marianne birthday, right? I go, oh, I would love to be on this show. I would love to do that. Because, you know, on this, so if it wasn't your birthday, right, so they would scan the, the audience, and they would be like bleachers, right? And the kids would all sit on the bleachers and they would scan and the cameraman would focus in on one kid, okay? And that that kid would be the, the Marianne birthday kid, right? And so, and, and what would happen is that kid would get to, you know, they, they would give them prizes, one, one pie, and then, you know, you could put your hand in, the, in this jar and you could get like as many pennies as you could grab and then, you know, and they, they would help you grab pennies and whatever. So so it was really cool. Like for us, like small kid time, you know, when we was kids, uh, it was really cool to be on that, that show. So anyway, long story, very long story shot, right? I, I, every day I used to watch the show. And pretty soon one day I came to Oahu where the show was filmed because I lived on another island. And and I came and... and um just so happens right it was summertime and uh we're staying with my friend's mom and my friend's mom was like oh okay well what do you guys want to do and we was like well we let go checkers and pogo right so we went to checkers and pogo 
And uh, in fact, you know, in those days, you got dressed up for stuff, you know. So we went to the show and I got, you know, I was wearing, I don't know, jeans and uh, I, I had one deer skin vest. And I, you know, so I, I don't know. I just threw stuff together. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I probably looked like on Freak Show. And, and so we went, so me and my friend David, right, we went. And we sat next to each other on the bleachers. Everything was exciting, you know, was waiting for them to come out. And, you know, we, we was fought great. We was fought great. And so I'm sitting on the bleachers, everything, right? And so the show comes and, I, and we see these guys. And, bro, these guys are like superstars to us, right? Because we were small kids. And, and they was like, you know, on TV, right? So they was like superstars to us. So we was watching these guys. And you know, pretty soon the Marion birthday part came. And the cameraman is going through the, you know, and we see the monitor so we can see how the cameraman is, is doing what he's doing. And he's scanning the kids and scanning the kids. And pretty soon he locks in on me. And I'm like, whoa, like, you know, like, I, and I was looking at the monitor. I was like, I see me, right? And I go, wow, is that really me? That Did he really stop on me? So he selected me. I went through the whole thing. I got the prizes, everything, the pennies, everything. Okay, so that happened. Right, and I was like, "Wow, like that—that that was amazing." I—I I never even think that that would happen to me, right? Now, this is the law of attraction, right? Because I—because I always thought, "Wow, that is so cool. That is so cool. Oh, I want to do that," you know. And before that, kid, let's go. Let's go further back. You know, I was a big fan of cartoons, and and you know, and I started talking like cartoons. I started doing like, "What's up, Doc?" You know, I started doing the whole trip. Right? I started doing the whole thing. So, so I thought that was really cool, right? And, and so that happened. So I started manifesting that. And then, then the Marian birthday thing, okay, check his photo, boom, I did that, right? And so years later, right, I meet this guy. And, and this guy is, this guy's name is Freddie. And so I meet this guy, Freddie. And he was on ventriloquist. And he was working on the show. And he was like 16 when he was working on the show. In fact, I think he started when he was like 15. And he was working on the show as on ventriloquist. So, you know, we, you know, we got to be friends, everything. And so I, I, I was telling him, bro, how you, how you do this kind of ventriloquist kind of stuff? You know, and then, and then, cause he, he came to my high school when he was 16. And, and he spent one year at, at our high school and then he, and then he left. But while he was at the school, at our high school, right, he used to go up, he used to come to Oahu. And he used to go on a show and he used to do guest appearances. You know, so this guy was like a celebrity. He was like a kid celebrity, right? And I was like, wow, how you do that? So he would never show me. So one day we ended up in the Kauai Resort Hotel, right? And, and we ended up in the room and we was, you know, drinking and smoking cigarettes and doing things that teenagers do. And, and, and I told him, Freddie, come on, bro. You know, so... I was so intense with him, right? And and I almost was going to tell him, Freddie, I'm going to broke your ass if you don't show me how. But I didn't have to threaten him. But I said, come on, bro, show me how, show me how. So finally, right, he shows me how. This ventriloquist kind of stuff that he's doing, right? Okay. So the next thing, right, is I want to get this ventriloquist uh, figure, right, this doll, whatever, dummy, right? And, and you know, so that never happened. That came later in life. And the, the reason why I'm telling you guys this stuff is because some things take time with the universe and some things just happen, right? Some things, boom, they're like right there. Like like the Marian birthday thing, right? 
I was watching it, you know, and in like third grade, fourth grade, and then boom, it happened. And that happened rather quickly. It happened in a span of about a year and a, maybe about a year. And the thing happened. Okay, so now this ventriloquist thing, I knew how to do it. I didn't have the dummy. Okay, and, and then I go let him I go let him go right here. But what did happen was when I was 18, right? And this is a continuation of the Checkers and Pogo story. When I was 18, the reason why I mentioned Freddy is because he was part of the show. And this has to do with, you know, me getting to be on the show. And and so when I was 18, right, and I came over here, I was like, oh, I like getting to show business, right? Entertainment, right? I like, I like being an entertainer. I like being on TV. I like do all this kind of stuff. So I went to the back door, right? I went to the TV station, went to the back door, and I knock on the back door, and the security guard came to the back door. And the security guard was like, yes, can I help you? And I was like, I was 18, man. I was on kid. And I was like, uh, excuse me, but I'm, I'm looking for checkers in Pogo. Do you, do you know, you know? And he goes, well, no more checkers anymore. He retired, but, you know, still get Pogo. And he's working on the last uh, few months of his contract, but he films on Saturday. So I'm like, mm. okay, Saturday. And he goes, yeah, yeah, you got to come back on a Saturday. So I said, this door right here, right? Because I was doing my homework. And I was like, I, I, like, I want to know where this guy comes because I want to meet this guy, right? And and I already met him when I was a kid, right? Fourth grade. Okay, now, you know, I'm 18. I mean, He's not going to remember me. But, you know, that's the way I was thinking when I was 18, right? And so he goes, yeah, yeah, just come and knock on this door on Saturday and he'll probably be here. I'm like, okay. And he told me what time, I, I don't know, I think it was like 8, eight o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning, something like that. So I said, okay. So then on Saturday, right, on Saturday, I'm right there at the door. I'm knocking on the door, okay. And and this guy came to the door, security guard again. And I said, I'm here to see Pogo Pogo, right? That was the guy, that was his character name. And the guy goes, all right. Uh, yeah, I'll tell him you, you, who, who can I say is calling? Who can I say, you know, what's your name? And, and I just told him, ah, Junior. And he goes, oh, okay. So he went in and he said, hey, this guy, Junior, out there, you know, uh, wants to see you. So, so Pogo came to the door and he goes, yeah, can I help you? I said, I just wanted to talk to you about being on the show. He said, well, come on in. Bro, this guy was humble. He was, you know, and I did not know at the time, but he was a bishop in the Mormon church. And his name was Bishop Morgan White. Okay, so, and I, I didn't know this until, until later. And so he invited me in. And this guy treated me like I was, you know, like an adult. Like I was, you know, like, like I was equal to him. I mean, that's how he treated me. And he was really cool. And he brought me inside. Okay, and now here I am sitting down with the TV star, right? And it's just me and him. And in his in his office, right? They had an office, like on dressing room kind of thing. And I'm sitting there talking story with him. And so he's asking me, what you know, what 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 would you like to do? <clears throat> and I told him, well, I just wanted to be on a show, you know. I, I wanna I wanna try doing, you know, what you guys doing, like to you know, be an entertainer, be on TV, and and be on TV star like you. And so he and he's getting a kick out of this, right? He's he's chuckling, he's giggling. And so pretty soon we talk his story. So he goes, you know what? He goes, I'm on the last two months of my contract. He goes, after this, the show is, is going to finish. We're going to close out the show. He goes, but you're welcome to be the mailman. He goes, I think you would fit that character of the mailman. So like right there, right? I mean, two months, right? 
I'm not discouraged. You think I was discouraging? Oh, only two months. No, I was happy. I was like, I was grateful. I was like, I was like, bro, oh, thank you so much, Polo. Ah, you know, and so he goes, yeah, we'll just, you know, show up every Saturday. We tape on Saturdays. So I showed up for eight Saturdays and we taped for eight weeks, right? So on Saturday, they would tape for the following week and they, they did that like every Saturday. So, so the next Saturday I went and we, we started filming. Now, my comedy in radio has always been patterned after what I learned on the Checkers and Pogo show with Pogo. And a lot of people, you know, don't really know that. But uh, a lot of my style came from him. So, uh, and, and, you know, I've never really said this in public because, you know, nobody asked. <laughs> nobody ever asked. Uh, excuse me, Junior, where did you get your comedy from? Now, the comedy that I do on the radio, part of it, the style, I'm talking about the style, came from Pogo and, and working with him on a TV show. Uh, the voice that I do on the radio, right, came from... Red, it's a combination of Red Fox and Mel Kabang. And, uh, and I, in fact, I, I told Mel, I, I left him on voicemail one time. And he never called me back. And then he passed away. And uh, so I don't know if he got the message or not. I hope he did. And I thanked him. Uh, you know, I was very grateful and, you know, uh, left him that message anyway. And so, but, but the comedy style, okay. And I'm talking about the way I set up jokes and the way I deliver and the way, you know, all of that. I learned from Pogo and it was during those eight weeks. And so it was like, it was like eight weeks of training and eight weeks of experience and eight weeks of taping on television. So it was really cool. And it was impromptu, you know, so, so we would get together right before the segment shoot, right? So the segment was, you know, the cameras were all there. The director was in the, the booth and everything. And we would huddle and we would have this little circle and and Pogo would call the shots, right? He was the shot caller, and, and he would say, "Okay, you do this, you do that, you do that, and and you, Junior Mailman, okay, you go knock on the door, and then I go say, who is it? And you go walk in, and you go say special delivery for Pogo Poke, and you gonna you gonna bring in the the cookie. So they had one giant cookie, you know, pizza box, right? And it was for a, a company that you know did cookies, one of the sponsors and whatever." So, so, so I said, okay. And so we did it, we did it like that. And one time I got to, you know, smash a pie in this guy's face. And, and I worked with Professor Fun. And, uh, I mean, these, these are local people in Hawaii. Now, Hawaii people, Hawaii people living in the seventies and eighties knew these people, uh, sixties, seventies and eighties. And, and in, well, I was, I was one young kid and, and I got to do this in 1980. So, so I was in, you know, so by 19, 1980, the, the last part of 1980, the show finished. And so I was on the last two months. And so this, you know, so, so this happened. So the law of attraction, right? It, you know, the, the attraction to the TV show was the first thing. Then I got to be on the TV show, right? As a, as a kid. Right? And then I got selected, right? For the thing. And then, you know, I, I got to grow up and, and I thought, to myself like one day I, I got inspired thought and if it's one thing you know I didn't know I, I I didn't know back in the day that you're supposed to act on inspired thought you know but you know I just get these crazy ideas and in my mind I'm like yeah let's go right and so so you're supposed to act on inspired thought and that's what led me to the to the backstage door 
at the security guard and then to Pogo the following week, right, on a Saturday. And then, I mean, all these steps that, that I went through. And, and I kept doing these things, you know, but as I got, as I got older, uh, I, I started knocking on bigger doors and those doors are carefully guarded in this town. And there's a lot of people and they're all hooked in and, you know, some of them are hooked in in a good way. Some of them are hooked in in a not so good way or whatever, but, but they were there first and, you know, that's their doors, right? So, so as, as I got older, I started knocking on bigger doors. The bigger doors were harder to open and, and pretty soon, because I didn't owe any favors to the guys that, you know, owned the bigger doors, uh, the bigger doors did not open. But, but I, you know, but, but still, the, the entertainment stuff came to me. It just came in a different way. So, you know, so you guys out there, I don't care what you, what you're doing. I mean, if you a carpenter, you want to be a journeyman and you're an apprentice right now or whatever it is or, or whatever you want to do, you just focus on it. You focus on it and you act on inspired thought because the inspired thought is the one that will bring you, you know, the ideas or, or the next step, right? Because a lot of people sitting around and go, oh, bro, I don't know what the next step. I don't know what to do next. What am I going to do next? And my, my solution is, okay, meditate, okay? Now, a lot of meditation, okay, now I'm going I'm to run over this for you guys because a lot of people, you know, they go, okay, you're telling all these stories, but we like know how, okay? <laughs> so, so, so here's how, okay? So you do the meditation and, and you have that time where you just kind of, you know, you, you just kind of shut down and you kind of mellow out, right? And a lot of people think that you got to, um, you got to do all that crazy guy stuff. You know, and it's, it's not really crazy, but you don't have to do it is what I'm saying. You just have to be still. You have to be still for a certain amount of time. 10 minutes is good, right? And if you just still, your mind will clear out on its own, okay? And if you need some help, here's the best thing I can, I can teach you to start this process. Just say thank you. That's it. If you say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you over and over in your head and you're sitting still, okay, and you sit still for 10 minutes, okay, you will experience inspired thought coming to you later after you're done meditating, okay? But gratitude is important, okay? And don't ask me how it works, okay? I, I, the how is always God's job. Okay, so don't ask me like, okay, well, how, how does this work actually? You know, because you cannot, you cannot break this stuff down scientifically. There's a lot of stuff that you cannot understand. And I'll give you an example. Okay, have you ever been explaining something to somebody? Like, like you're explaining how something works, right? And all of a sudden, you're saying stuff that you didn't even know you knew. You see what I'm saying, Hawaiians? So, so you're saying, right, you're explaining something. And, and all of a sudden, you get these details and you're thinking to yourself, boy, I, I didn't know I knew this stuff. I better remember this. I hope I remember this, right? Okay, so that's, that's, that's intuition. That's the voice of God coming in your head and giving you information. And now you're speaking it and, and you're going, whoa, where did this come from, right? And I know you guys experienced this, right? Okay, so that's called channeling. Channeling is when you... When you're talking, you're delivering information, information, and that divine, whatever you want to call it, uh, if you want to call it God, if you want to call it a higher source, a higher self, whatever you want to call it, but that's what it is, okay? Because you're not just a meat suit on the planet, 
We came to the planet for a purpose, for a reason. Okay, and you're a spiritual being. And and that download, right? You know, you could call it a download, you could call it inspired thought, you can call it intuition, you whatever you want to call it, but it's channeling. Cause there's that channel, okay, to that divine or that uh infinite knowledge or that data bank wherever you think it is right some people say in the sky okay in the sky whatever but but it's that inspired thought that you got to act on okay and and you guys really you know if you really want to have a meaningful conversation with somebody okay just pay attention to what they're saying okay pay attention to what they're saying and when it's your turn to talk Start delivering information and slow down. All you got to do is slow down and the thoughts will start to come, right? So when I'm teaching, here's what happens when I'm teaching. When I'm teaching, right, sometimes I, I don't know the, the appropriate word to use. And I tell my students, wait, give me a second, it's coming. And my students are thinking that I have a bad memory, right? They're thinking like, oh, uncle doesn't know what to say. You see what I'm saying? But but I wait for the appropriate, you know, message, right? The appropriate word because I want to give them the best possible information. And you know what? It comes. But you got to be patient and, and you cannot rush them. And you got to just take your time and boom, the thoughts start coming and then you start channeling. You know, and then they receive they receive messages that that are from a higher source than you. Right? And you also receive that information. It's a gift all, of, all the way around. Okay, It's a gift from the divine or, or whatever you think, however you think, whatever you believe. But it's that gift that starts coming through you to others. Okay, And, and so, so the law of attraction led me to the TV show, right? I had to take the steps, the baby steps, knocking on the door, all that stuff, right? And then, you know, so Freddie, meanwhile, Freddie teaches me you know, the, the ventriloquism thing, right? Okay, so I never did that until you know, like my 30s because I never had the, the dummy, right? And then all of a sudden, one day, one of my friends was, bro, you just go on eBay, they get everything. And so I went on eBay, boom, dummy, right? Now I, I have two dummies now. and uh, But I, I, you know, I, I don't really perform anymore. Uh, not too much anyway. Uh, we're looking, you know, we're looking and seeing like where is the next opportunity going to come from? And right now, we're with the virus and, and you know all this stuff quarantine all of that so you know whatever will be will be but i've taught a lot of kids along the way how to do it and hopefully one of them you know becomes the next ventriloquism in hawaii uh, the next ventriloquist kind of thing so but but that's how the law of attraction works anyway okay so just to just to you know um just to summarize right so the law of attraction when you focus on something right you really like something you will have the opportunity. It will present itself. Sometimes people don't recognize the opportunity because it doesn't show up like they think it's going to show up. So you're expecting it to show up, you know, a certain way. My my advice on that is to not have ex expectations. Because if you don't have expect expectations, ruin everything, Hawaiians, okay? Expectations ruin relationships. Expectations ruin everything it it ruins your dreams it ruins everything so so what you need to do is just be open just be open see yeah you know i want to be a ventriloquist and one day it's gonna happen and then boom you know it's gonna happen in in a certain way and but it will present itself and you will be able to to do it 
Yeah. So, so you know, the, the law of attraction, right? It, it worked that way. And all I had to do was take the baby steps. And that's all you have to do, Hawaiians. First, make your intention. Okay. In other words, what do you want? Okay. Focus on that. Okay. Now, you have to marry intention with emotion. So, you have to be happy. You have to be joyful. You have to be excited. You have to be in a good mood right? or a high vibration. Okay. Let's, let's put it that way. Okay. And then... You have to release it unto the universe or to God or whoever, whatever you, you believe, however you believe. You got to release them. Okay. After you release it, right, go about your business. Go about your daily stuff. Go about, okay. Your inner being will attract all of it. And it will attract it in such a way that that you you never you never be able to, to arrange it the way it's going to happen. You know, like the way it happened for me, I... You know, I couldn't get in the entertainment industry. That there's these guys playing power trips, you know, in town over here, and I didn't, I didn't need that. You know, we we got to a point where it it, it presented itself to us in a different way, so that we created a wedding and party business, and we did entertainment, but we did it for weddings and parties, and and we didn't have to owe these guys. We didn't have to play the game. We didn't have to, uh, you know do things that other people did that they had to go through the mill that you know they they had to pay their dues the hard way we we paid dues yeah but we paid it you know we paid it uh in taxes <laughs> we paid it in in other ways right so we didn't have to uh and, and we didn't end up in rehab we didn't have to do that part right so we just we just went about it and and we enjoyed it and and we did it and accomplished it but that's the formula for the law of attraction. If you guys want to know more than that, just hey, hop on the website. Okay, so the website is hereforyou.live. And uh, we teach people how to do this. It's very important because if you leave your dreams behind, it leads to regret. And one day you're going to be old. And one day you're going to be sitting around and you're going to be wondering, ah, oh, Man, you could be thinking about it. You know, you could be thinking like, "Wow, I should have, I should have lived my dreams. I should have done this. I should have done that. You know, I could have done this. I had the opportunity, but I didn't act on it. I had, you know, so God presented this to me, and I didn't, I didn't follow through with it. You know, that kind of stuff. And regret is really bad, Hawaii. If it's one thing I can say about my my life is just about living my dreams. That's all. You know, people go, wow, you did this and then you did that and then you built this company and then you did that company and you did this. And I'm like, yeah, because these are the things that, that I had as goals in my life, you know, because when I was a kid, I go, oh, I want to do that. I want to experience that. I want to do this, oh, you know. So it wasn't like one thing. You don't have to do just one thing, Hawaiians, because if you do one thing, in my opinion, you're wasting your life. Oh, I got to go. I got to go, Hawaiians. Oh, yeah. But yeah, don't waste your life. Do everything. Do everything and anything because you're only going to live one time this way, Hawaii. One time. Hey, we got to say mahalo to our sponsors, Island Club and Spa. Brother Randy's sister, Jerry. Also, we got to say uh, mahalo to Voice Master Enterprises, family of service companies serving Hawaii since 1989. Also, we got to say uh, mahalo to AFM Hawaii Music. Featuring the music of Darren Chinen. It's on iTunes. Check them out. Hey, till next time, homies. I'm Junior Kekoe. I'm a Junior Mahalo. 